to Big Red Couch, the podcast about making role-playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery box and bring their game pitches to you. Good evening, listener, and welcome to The Big Red Couch, episode 137. I am Craig, and on the other side of the planet, in the land of, well, probably in increasing darkness as the year goes on it's been you know and it's i think we're going to have an election though that might be no i'm thinking of something else they've got elections on the brain at the moment i think with everything else that's been happening i mean i've I've got elections on the brain too but what i'm mostly thinking about is just this string of profanity wrapped around the last british election that's fair that's fair so we should definitely have um, I, I, I believe New Zealand, the, the, the sabres are already, already are rattling and so forth. So that, that's probably what I'm um, considering. So we should talk about entirely more uh, pleasant and calming topics, such as today's suggestion, which comes from Dr. Video Games himself, the illustrious Kev. And reads, Telepathic murder ghosts coming out of the trees. This man is responsible for educating your children. You're welcome, Internet. You're welcome. Probably not specifically your children, but some children. All of their children. Everyone's children. It doesn't (laughs) seem physically possible, but it's true. Right. He is somehow the omni-tutor. He is everywhere. Some sort of dark Warhammer 40k lecturer. (laughs) Wow. Wow. In the grim future of Warhammer 40k, there are only assignments. No, no, no. In the grim darkness of the future, there is only media studies. <laughs> I think that's what he does. I'm sure it's something like that. I flunked out, kids. <laughs> Can you tell? And yet you are a wildly successful media personality. Who are you? Yeah, I, I think we have been more and more comprehensively informed that that is not a good thing. <sighs> For anybody. I mean, it seems to be an inevitable thing, maybe even a necessary thing. But is it a good thing? Is it a good thing? Worst case, we get the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I don't want to know what that is these days. Irrevocably tarnished, I think is the, um, the phrase. <laughs> but um, So anyway. Hot. Hot damn. Telepathic murder ghosts coming out of the trees, coming to you from the fertile brain of somebody who is responsible for the education of the youth of tomorrow. Go the internet. So... Yeah, let's get back into the the forest where everything is trying to kill us because that seems like a much better idea. Hey, so uh, how are we doing? How's it going? <laughs> um, I'm doing reasonably well. I have been dealing with entertaining coding problems over the course of uh, of the week, hmm. including including one that basically brought home the fact that there are two different ways that you could have no information. One of them is to have no information, and one of them is to have nothing there, aptly demonstrated by a completely empty toilet roll, and one where there isn't even the little cardboard thing. Null versus none is apparently a thing, and when you get it wrong, you misidentify where Wales is. <laughs> it, that's not, not merely a Wales problem? It's not merely a Wales problem, but the specific case was a Wales problem. <laughs> right. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I've been... been... Had a couple of weeks of dealing with software going, oh, you're trying to give me a piece of information that's larger than the place I can store it. I'm going to freak out now. As going back to, so, why why did someone decide to give this particular router a 53 character name? It was like, oh, don't know, it just happened. Could it not happen? No, no, no. It's very important that it has a name that takes like a minute to tell someone. It's like, good okay are they quoting shakespeare no no it is not that lyrical one of them has uh the customer's acronym in the name twice just for redundancy which i thought was sweet that is at least what pushed it over the uh the the the, the character limit so yes we're having to go back and rejig integrations that have been working for ages until somebody got just wildly carried away with naming stuff it's like do you not have standards? It's like, sure, but they change and we don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of the, the issues that, you know, that if you just told the, the right people, 
I could have gotten like three days out of the last week back. <laughs> it's like, right up there with woo-hoo. the, there are ten different standards. We need one standard that covers everything. Time passes. There are eleven different standards. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, on a brighter note, well, hopefully it to be a brighter note, unfortunately the person running the Blades in the Dark game, which I was getting really into, is unable to continue and drop out. sucks. However, the... Yeah, yeah, it does suck. And it's, it's, it is, it's however, one of those unavoidable life things. However, the folks who are playing with me um, have rustled up another player and are quite happy for me to start running the game from that point. And I had a good, good chat with the folks on the Discord. And I laid out my, my as I want to do, I laid out my evil scheme in, a, in sort of the monologue of, I'm really having fun playing this game, but I'd like to play other different weird games. And maybe even one day, you know, help people playtest games that they made and do sort of things like that and they're cool with that maybe they're just hungry to play lots of role-playing games online but so you heard it here yeah. first ben is in fact in league with the devil i might rule it out <laughs> i'm not at liberty to say um <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah i don't see how that's relevant <laughs> so that was uh wow i'm impressed and more than a little jealous um, we're you know, also planning to set up stuff for one-offs, so if we happen to have a one-off that's in Craig time zones, I will let you know and see what we so we see what we're um, playing. It's currently a uh, every fortnight, which is cool by me because I haven't run anything consistently for a long time. I'm going to get up to speed, but I need to do the work to get up to speed. So <laughs> that'll be my my project for a little while, making sure that I've packed as much of the the flavor and mechanics for blades of the duck inside my brain so as i can sound authoritative while panically flipping through the pdf looking for the page i need oh you do that too oh, i thought it was just me oh yeah oh yeah that is that is the secret of gm i mean we're not we're not a big advice show as far as rpg podcasts go because nobody in their right mind would take our advice listener if you're taking our advice why i i, I feel we are a we are we are an example show. We we make our we make an example of ourselves, and people can sagely say, "Look at these buffoons." Why would I do that? That's obviously the worst thing ever. I'm a better person. If you can't be a role model, you can at least be a horrible warning. <laughs> Indeed, we are that horrible warning. So yeah, we'll uh, see if we get that un- get that underway. And having a small network of people who want to play weird-ass games, and I found a couple of people who seem to be keen on weird-ass games. Cool. Hooray! So. Blah. Should we just wait for the, the air show to, to yeah, go yeah, by just... and auger into the nearest hillside or uh, yeah, 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 spectator yeah. seating? It's the, there, is, there is a... I did find that it was like there is a DC three sightseeing tour who happen to have their offices like just on the other side of Constellation Drive from my place, but also they appear to bust the office when they take off from Fenua Pi or wherever. So it's a sightseeing it does tour of Sunny Nook, worst tour ever. <laughs> it doesn't really. No, it makes no sense. Alrighty. So, any other news on your side that we might discuss? Now, I've already ranted about software, so... You've already ranted, uh, and I did kind of want to step in before we got too involved. No, no that, that's <laughs> accurate, because I would just have gone hog wild. Yeah, 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 that's fair, that's fair. I have no gaming news to report. I can, however, report that I was back in Edinburgh for, like, a day last week, and... <laughs> it's still there. It's still there, yeah. I know you were all worried, <laughs> like to reassure you, Edinburgh is still there. Um, it's still made of stone and mostly grey. It's still raining. It's nice to know that some things in this world are consistent. Indeed. Indeed. I, I very much enjoyed my time. Let's call it living in a backpacker hostel in Edinburgh. And being back there on what is colloquially termed as a budget, <laughs> as in I had money to spend, well, it was actually quite nice. Made you appreciate it all the more that you weren't currently doing Indeed. it. Indeed. It was sort of a, <laughs> here I am. I, I am proceeding down the Cowgate. Over there is one of the hostels where I stayed for a couple of months. Just up the road is another hostel where I stayed for a couple of weeks. And I'm not staying in either of those places because I'm going to a hotel. 
where, where they are obliged to, to heat and light the place like it is the 21st century. Yeah, where I have a door that when I close it, I'm the only one on the other side of that door and the only one who will be in this room. I will not be listening to somebody else snore, fart, vomit, or shag during this sleeping experience. Unless your subconscious dredges that up again, and oh well. <laughs> I mean, my subconscious does hate me at a deep and fundamental level, but um, <laughs> it fortunately decided to, as it were, take the take the evening off. Nice. Yeah. All right. Also, the room came with shortbread, so what's not to complain? Ooh. Yeah, what's not to like? Flash. Indeed. Shortbread, coffee machine. Ooh. So, on that cheery note, shall we talk about telepathic murder ghosts coming out of the trees? Absolutely. That is the most cheerful thing we can talk Absolutely about in this circumstance. It is. So, I've got an idea. I have an idea, but it might be described as a pizza cutter. I don't know what that means, but it sounds pointy. Actually, that is the, the, the entirely opposite. I think I, I think I know who picked it up. I, I won't show them on, on the internet. But the, the, a pizza cutter is the way they used to describe somebody who was all edge and no point. I feel this is a joke about like every cyberpunk or Shadowrun game ever in there. But I'm not sure how yeah. to make it. Because I liked both of those yeah. games. They held such potential. It's, and I don't think that was, I never saw it realized, to be honest. Yeah. It's a whole classification of games where you think, this will be amazing, and it never quite gets to the promise. Oh, SLA Industries. Which is, now that was obviously just too much. I mean, that, 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 yeah, this SLA Industries is, is the ultimate pizza cutter role-playing game, I think. Oh, I should re, I, I have a copy, I should revisit it. The art was very nice. Ooh. Considering the one expansion they got out was literally a, like a fashion catalogue, but for psychopaths, but they, they, were, they were sticking to their, their model. Yeah, I wonder if there is... We shouldn't harp on about those, sort, those sorts of things. I mean, there are some games that do what they do as well as they do, and it's, they're satisfying enough. There are some that you sort of get to and go, you think Tribe 8 is one like that? Or is that just, just too confusing to be played? <laughs> I, well, the problem, I mean, I really wanted to run a game of Tribe 8. I could never find a group of players who were willing to actually read 108 pages of background material before making up a character. Mm. It is a bit of an investment. Yeah. This is true. So, should I lay out my terrible idea and see what, see what we can it do with it? It seem wrong not to. At this stage, with this build-up, absolutely. Synopsis. Trees hate us. We have committed such crimes against them, slaughtered them by the forest, turned their bodies into grisly artifacts, poisoned the rain, soil, air, and even the sunlight that the remaining ones need to live. But the trees, the trees have found a way to fight back. So, dendrophobia, the game. <laughs> Liking it. Essentially, the world is in a ecologically nightmarish state, but... It is less from the injuries inflicted on the world by its inhabitants than the the ecosystem's reaction to it. I think there's a... I don't recall the author, but the, there is a, um, a short story called Vaster Than Empires, which is a reference to a Shakespeare quote, but basically describes a sentient forest planet fighting back against the um, invaders who don't realise what's going on until it's too late, because they stupid trees but fundamentally the idea that the trees have a capacity to mislead traumatize and attack the people living in what i realize just to make it just to make it even more dystopic and difficult going forward is a society where they can have no plant-based products that aren't massively processed I means no wood no paper sort of stuff because the trees may find a way to get in and affect people inside these presumably what settlements they have is scorched the ground around them and are just stone desperately and trying to yeah yeah metal too <laughs> just wondering how you do smelting without wood carefully i guess yeah yeah <laughs> um presumably they got up to a level of technology and then it all went to shit but there are certain gaps that mean that, you know, 
they're reliant on screens and electricity, maybe plasticky films for communicating information, because paper might be dangerous. It may may just be a, a like a, a heightened sense of paranoia, but the idea if the trees get close enough, they can start to alter their uh, deceased comrades. Because these are these are ghost. These these are not just ghosts that come out of trees. They are ghosts that were trees. Mm. Tree ghosts. Tree ghosts, indeed. They are collectively sentient enough to st- and and have been observing the enemy for long enough to know how to fuck with people. So what's written down on a piece of paper? might not be what was originally written down on the piece of paper. Or it might function as an antenna mm. or for um, evil tree thoughts to leak through. So there may be there may be objects and artifacts that are made out of cellulose or natural cellulose out there, but they are not things to be handled lightly. Ideologically questionable. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those are very tree-like thoughts you're expressing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a normal sentence that normal people mm. say. <laughs> yeah. So, as I said, super edgy all around the circumference. Point is is what I'm I'm missing there. Maybe maybe an explanation of why this dreadful thing happened and trying to bridge some sort of resolution. Hmm. I don't know. It, it it's it's sort of like a catastrophe on the scale of war against the Chitor kind of thing where fundamentally the, there has been a terraforming level and, and a, possibly an advancing threat from the entire environment what you do about it as a as a, a group of people may not have the slightest impact and you're probably putting yourself at risk exposing yourself to it well, when you've got an enemy who potentially can decide you know what we're going to turn off oxygen production in your area uh, that, that probably t- it's probably more it's probably a bit too nebulous. I mean, trees could hold their breath, as it were, but, you know, it's the atmosphere. It would take a long time to log dead trees to actually affect oxygen, and maybe... I, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm not sure how the flows go. You pick your area properly, you maybe mm. don't have to have your trees holding their breath for that long until the oxygen in a particular area is, deple- is depleted enough. And enough to make people erratic and grouchy, sure. Yeah, mm. I guess so. Presumably that that they're, they're wise to these these treeish tricks, and um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, I mean, still, again, again, it's difficult to have the party roll against um, oxygen deprivation. Yeah, roll against photosynthesis. Make it compelling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. So, like I say, we've got this 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 idea of a world, and maybe the thing is that maybe going and trying to find out what caused, I mean, clearly clear-failing the Amazon and being turning their turning their relatives into tables and chairs probably contributed. But there was something that 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 maybe trees are deeply philosophical, and you know, we're okay with that to a degree. Though know? this is this is the world. This is how things go. It's a whole cycle. But maybe. At some point, humans broke the contract and, and did something that went too far. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm put in mind of one of the one of the suggested settings from the zombie survival game, All Flesh Must Be mm. Eaten, mm. involved basically flipping the whole zombie survival story on its on its head. Because the, the standard setup there is cities are dangerous; they mm. are full of zombies. You should head for the countryside. This one was one where the whatever the threat was was plant based that was causing people to become zombies. The countryside was unsafe. Cities were safe. Mm, yeah, and so you maybe got a thing, a, a thing to sort of build around there. That um, yes, the, the the vegetable kingdom is everywhere, but it is very tightly corralled in cities. So your cities are kind of your. Oh, right, right, sorry, sorry. The, the, in your settled, safe areas, plants are watched and controlled. Mm. And, and, and the, the, you said corralled, I heard this imagine, okay, the tr- cities are full of trees? Mm. Okay. No. Okay, sorry. So, the safe places are where nature is kept brutally under underfoot. Mm. Okay. Yeah, quite what the motivation... I mean, you can either go with... 
I mean, to be honest, zombie movies aren't the worst model for this one because your your mm. motivation is either fix the entire problem, which is a, a very big deal, survive day to day, at which point the the whole the trees hate us thing isn't quite part of the background radiation, but does kind of move to the background because it's if it's a thing you can't do anything about, it can be hard to make mm. the players care. Well, it might be that it's part of that the game is more about dealing with your shit and dealing with what's going on mm. for your character, which is part of this whole thing. Yeah. And maybe the, maybe it's maybe it's necessary to go out into the wilds and to check on things to make sure you know you know what's going on. And maybe you're part of these risk taking adventurous sorts. But you also have the increase the, this burden that the environment you're in, you you maybe that that's maybe it's part of it. The maybe maybe the trees are keeping their part of the contract. Maybe this idea that going into nature, going into not built up areas, is actually really relaxing and calming for people and makes reduces stress and all this sort of thing. And that's maybe that is part of this this big unspoken Gaian concept that you know people do stuff. That uh, that is important for the, the 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 change of the planet, but they can't go too far, or you, you you have problems. You need some sort of limiting mechanism, something that some sort of feedback loop. And maybe people just started wandering off into the forest and not coming back. Maybe they're just abandoning civilization due to the calming influence of the fucking helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking helicopters are coming. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say is coming, because <laughs> it's a, that's a whole... I mean, that sounds chafy. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Abrasive, even. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to pick up for a um, People are being waylaid and seduced into the greenery and disappearing. I think I just re- just this morning saw something discussing the possibility that there is something in the woods, the wilderness in America that means people just wander off and like take their clothing off and wander off into the woods or take their shoes off and walk for miles or turn their clothing inside out. Weird there's lots of reports of very weird circumstances where people go missing. Hmm. And people going people going missing is in, in wilderness areas isn't is unfortunate, but it's not exactly unusual either. You know, people bears got to eat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, North America has predators in it. We don't have that sort of predation and so forth. Or, or there, you know, there are animals that there that can hurt you. They're largely, most entirely introduced, but they won't stalk and hunt people. They will get startled and run you down yeah. or gore you or something the wild pig the um, a wild pig is not, is, is, is not sizing you up but if you get into a fist fight it's going to win and then it's going to eat you well if it decides you're goreable you are probably pretty gore yeah um, you tend to stay gore more, you tend to stay pretty good and gored and when you've met a wild pig there is no avail- you know, easily available medical <laughs> yeah Assistance, unfortunately. Wild, wild pigs generally do not hang around in the emergency room of hospitals. There would also be a problem, but of a different nature. Mm. So the the thing that normally means that, that people are lost in, in New Zealand is the fact that the weather will change unexpectedly, and what goes from being a bright sunny day where you're only a t-shirt turns into hypothermia in an hour or two. And it's not brutal. It's not like the oxygen is turning into a fluid, but it is enough that people underestimate it and, yeah, they they, they, they get, their systems get taxed. Yeah. And they it, it, it is a, an unforgiving weather situation when it goes badly wrong, it goes badly mm. wrong very quickly and very hard. Yeah. And just I don't, often enough that, you know, every, every summer, every, you know, every autumn, people just die. And it's like, it's, it's it sometimes feels almost like tribute i mean it's like oh <laughs> sacrifice a few more tourists to the the tanifer and you know maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah. more will come yeah. back next year no it doesn't work yeah. like that and the crops <laughs> will be good yes mm. yeah yeah it is it seems strange i mean the only other thing i think that of, of that nature is the um number of farmers we live we lose to four-wheel drive incidents people 
That's terrifying. <laughs> so, mm. It's the four-wheel drive, the quad bike. Yes, yeah, the, 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 the quad bike, specific. Ac- bike accident is a, a very real thing, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's like so many people. It's, is it? Yeah, it just baffles me. So, so maybe that is the, maybe that is the thing. Maybe that is the, the wilderness is inherently dangerous, but the reason is because something is trying to redress the balance that in their, in their cities of steel and plastic, people need the, the world in general needs people to chill and maybe go back to the land, but it's gone to the point where that involves mind control and some some limited amount of possession. Yeah, mind control, massive depopulation. Yeah, it's... I think the key to this one is just figuring out what it is that the players can do. Hmm. Well, you can have games where the players can't do shit. I mean, Ten Candles is... Um, sounds like an experience... I would love to play it someday. Mm. It's not for everybody, clearly, but the idea that maybe it is, maybe it's this is the equivalent of playing the the movie Predator without Arnie. Yeah. You definitely want people to sign up for that ahead of time. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the consent is, is absolutely key for any sort of experience, but this this would be, you'd want to put this on the front and say, yeah, this is kind of this is kind of a downer, and winning doesn't take the form of winning. Winning. <laughs> mm, I'm thinking, thinking about it. You've either got the there is some kind of more organised truce and agreement that is available here. You've potentially got the we've got to get out. Yeah, I've heard that the tropical forests are way nicer to live in than these temperate um, temperate things that we're in currently that are trying to kill us, let's make for the tropics. Or maybe it's the, the reaching, it's like, it, might be, it might be a reaching acceptance kind of thing. Mm. I think once, once you've figured that, or once you've set it up so that the players can choose a thing to do... Um, I, would, I would want to fashion the game to make sure that the, 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 the goal was... Like intrinsic to it, because you want the mechanics to actually funnel towards the goal that you're you're after. It doesn't mean that the players don't have choices, but if half the party decides we will fight the tree menace, the rest is like ah, we 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 are un- we are coming to understand our place in nature. Yeah, <laughs> you're likely to have a rather jarring yeah. experience, and also you'd have to have two very distinct sets of mechanics there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the best situation out of that is, and then we sacrifice them to our arboreal overlords. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the thing is, you, and if, if you have a, the game discreetly, I mean, the players could make those choices in either the nominal game where the thing is about accepting your place in, in, in this reality, or, you know, addressing how you feel about the place in reality, or blowing up trees. But if you have systems for both, it becomes more cumbersome. You start to get to the well. There is the there. There are the sorts of games where they sit. They they effectively make you. A, they make they give you a physics sandbox for a world, and you decide what you think's going on and how you do it. And you've got these rules to to resolve physical interactions. There are other sorts of games that describe the story and the mechanics of what takes place between the world and the characters at that level, rather than. Ben bars lift gates. How fast can you run? How far can you jump? Kind of stuff. The, it's if 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 your two conversations are happening on either side of that kind of divide, your game's unlikely to be perfectly syn- synced up with itself. Which is that's my that's my concern there. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the chances of that working very well are not great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's about to be a... I don't know if anyone's tried to do that. I don't know if someone has attempted to... Well, attempted to build a game which is mechanically Apocalypse and Dragons. I mean, I am reminded, weirdly, of the book Damnation Alley, mm-hmm. which did mostly have a... You know, the, the, the setting was effectively the world where the ecosystem had just gone nuts. So you got incredible storms, but you also got amazing overgrowth of plants and, I think, giant lizards. 
Giant lizards are a thing. Mm. So what can you do with this? Uh, you can get a bunch of mileage out of just the, the simple survival egg. You know, you're, you've got a scenario, you've got this setting, surviving in it, and perhaps some degree of trading or commerce between communications, I guess, between places that are almost but not quite cut off by the trees. Hmm. That would give you a reason to go places. Mm. And maybe maybe going through the different, you know, may, maybe vaguely modelled on something like Dogs in the Vineyard would could give you that kind of reason to go from place to place. And, in, and rather than just doing a logistics run, you might be dealing with issues that have sprung up between the people and reflect the kind of situation where they're in, where they're... There is pressure from the out from the the outside acting upon them, and you and you could do either way of uh, you could do either sort of we need to resolve problems with stats and skills and putting the right thing in the right place kind of gaming, or we are talking about what's going on and trying to figure out how to resolve not only how we feel about the issue but what it means in a great in a, in a sort of a narrative context. Mm. So you could do either sort depending on what you what you uh, were keen on that way and that does give you a bit of a backbone and not quite a monster of the week maybe the monster is always the same maybe it's a week of the week no <laughs> well lo- location or environment of the, of the you week. can have sort of fun with the problem of the week because you know if you've got mm. if you've got some degree of communications and travel between villages and you've got a village who is doing great guns in burning and clear felling the forest around their their village and really expanding outwards because Mm. that forest is in a state of shock but other bits of the forest are perfectly happy to exact some level of revenge on villages that are in fact not doing this Mm. or possibly it is a it is a retreat because the 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 army of the green is slow moving and numerous yeah, and, 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 you know, they can take some hits, especially if the humans overextend themselves and feel overconfident, sometimes walk into the woods never to be seen again. Mm. Yeah, so that's a... So you could tell stories about the way that people are struggling to survive and have that orbit around the idea that either there is something that, that need a, a realisation that, that needs to occur and... The players could, you know, embody sorts of aspects of that. Of like, why are we? Why are we fighting our the the? the, the what, I mean, it is it is a. It, it's an impossible battle. Mm. Right? It's some um, you know if 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 humanity extinguishes the trees, fucked. <laughs> um, but they're but they're too dangerous to kind of. At, at this point, there it's a, is the, the kind of conflict, and may, maybe there's even something about that the trees need from people. But the idea that there there has to be a maybe it's about redress, maybe it's about reparations to a degree. That's an interesting and completely uncontroversial angle to take. Indeed, indeed. No sub or super text to that whatsoever. Nope, nope, no nope. problems there. Nope, nope, nope. All right. So yeah, that's my um, me taking the 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 looking at the, the the statement and saying ghost trees. What about it? Uh, also, I've. In struggling to make any progress in a game called Darkwood, which is a um, plan view horror game hmm. where the night comes and horrible things crawl out of the woods and you live off probably hallucinogenic mushrooms and try and find your way out of this terrible forest and kill your dog. So it's in fact just somebody tripping balls in a forest. Hopefully, because otherwise the universe is in terrible trouble kind of thing yeah yeah so there's, there's a few things that are like mm, it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you know that there's this dichotomy between trees peaceful green uh forest dark angry die now sort of thing that is actually because a a a nice green happy pleasant tree in the sunlight lovely but also that's where predators and and dangers lurk. So we have this this conflict within our tiny mammalian mushy brain sponges that tells us that these two things are duality between the two things. So yeah, it could be interesting. Like people 
terrified of trees again. That's that's what we need. That's really the goal here. Cool. That that's really the goal here to make people terrified is, of the of, of the of the trees again. Indeed, that is obviously our objective. So yeah, so that's um. And I thought I didn't trust the ocean, but apparently I'm also terrified of forests. How about that? You are the ultimate urban dweller. Well, yeah. It's not that cities are any better, but, you know. (laughs) Cool. So, I have rambled on about the the terrifying tree folk in their nefarious ways. Mine is a little more specific. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. (laughs) This one, there was an episode some time back, and I genuinely don't know which one it was, where I was speculating about... The idea of a a long-running kids-on-bikes game, where, mm-hmm. unlike the standard shtick where the, the kids-on-bikes run to criminals, like the bad guys from Goonies being the obvious example, and at the end of the story, the aforementioned criminals are thrown into jail and we never have to worry about them again. Mm, mm. This was like only six episodes ago, so pretty recent. Okay. Yeah. Five or six. So, and, and what I was wondering about is, well, what happens if... You know, the kids on bikes are, are, are dealing with something. This is not directly, but is tangentially intersecting with the plans of the local criminal syndicate. So they fuck up the plans of the local cr- criminal syndicate, but said criminal syndicate are not in the business of killing children. Hmm. And so there is sort of this uneasy, okay, um, we're, we're not going to, like, deliberately kill you or beat you around or anything but we're not really keen on you interfering with our shit either kind of hmm. kind of situation it's 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 not good for business yeah. is probably what they're they're like yeah. it's not good for business the kids interfering but at the same time they don't want to be the sort of people who just off a bunch of kids well I, i'll jump in with a really quick uh, story i saw on twitter dot yesterday Somebody recounting the thing that they, when they when they went to school, the mob ran the catering services for the school and possibly a number of schools outside of it, and they did a pretty good job of it because their kids went to those schools, mm. so they had fresh local produce. They had that was relatively inexpensive. Sure, the mob were making money, but they were providing they were providing a community service. In fact, they were a family business, and. But inevitably, it got broken up and handed to, like, a national corporate thing. And the quality and went down, the prices went up. And in general, they were better off with mafia meals than they were with corporate ones. Because the people calling the shots at the corporate level had no interest in the folks, at the kids at the school, at all. It was just numbers. And... If, if that isn't something we're learning. Indeed. <laughs> so, right. So we've got this local crime syndicate is all wants to do crimes, but wants to do crimes in their community. They're thinking locally. They're, they're supporting their, presumably if, if adults gave them a hard time, they would react differently. But indeed, but these are, these are kids and though they're, they're, they're adopting a slightly softer approach. So as a setup. There have been some weird... It's in the lead-up to Christmas. There have been some weird things occurring. Like, either families just flat-out going missing, or families recounting just absolutely bizarre, nonsensical attacks occurring within their own home. You and your compatriots are at school when the headmaster, or principal, or whatever you want to call him, clearly terrified to the point of soiling himself, hauls you out of your respective classes and takes you to one of the, the staff meeting rooms, which has been cleared for the um, cleared for the occasion, where the head of the local mob is waiting for you, possibly with pizzas. And said head of the local mob explains that they've got a problem. There's a problem in town. It kind of seems like the sort of thing that a bunch of middling kids might want to get involved in. Because a number of years ago, before the current head took over, this, this mob was run by a guy who... A guy by the name of Big Paulie, who made some poor business decisions regarding grabbing up land that was going to be used for development. The deal fell through. They ended up owning just a bunch of scrubland, 
with nothing better to do with it, Big Paulie had the idea of, okay, let's get into the body disposal business. And so if you were anywhere in the area, you could you could make the call, Big Paulie's guys would turn up, they'd collect this body for a fee, and they'd guarantee that that body was never going to surface again. And they'd take it, and they'd dig a nice big hole in what was starting to become a forestry block, because carbon credits and forestry were starting to become a thing at the time. They'd dig a nice deep hole, they'd put the body at the bottom of it, they'd fill it in, and then they'd maybe plant a tree on the top just for camouflage. Well, it does cover up the fact there's been some digging. Indeed. And, yeah, I'd say Big Paulie has, has got a you know a good line on, okay, A, he knows where all the bodies are buried, <laughs> quite literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's been responsible for the the burying? And, well, who else are you going to go to if you need to dispose of a body? So better not cross Big Paulie, or you might end up under a tree. Big Paulie, eventually. (laughs) Is is this why it's a Christmas thing? Because uh, there are presents under the tree? I hadn't thought of that, but... uh, um, Eventually, Big Paulie retires. The current guy takes over. (laughs) The body business is kind of drying up. People have other options now. And so, well, they've still own this land, which has now got trees planted all over it at various stages of growth. They've kind of got some money laundering issues and a Christmas tree farm with selling a cash product that you yourself are producing that nobody really has a good way of auditing is a brilliant way of hiding large amounts of cash and laundering it. Indeed, especially if you appear to be charging a extravagant amount of money for those trees. Indeed. And, you know, somebody buys a tree off you for cash on the street. It's difficult to track down where that tree came from and if that tree ever really mm. existed in the first place. Indeed. Indeed. Especially if you, you, you somehow set up some sort of subscription plan. Indeed. <laughs> and so they've been selling Christmas trees for a good few years now. It's a nice, mm. steady business. They're also getting into the whole bogus carbon credit thing, because, hell, why not? All you really need to do is bribe the inspector. Hmm. And then... And misreport the size of the land. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> but then they start hearing about these weird crimes. Like, this family that just got utterly slaughtered, very much in the style of this guy who, from Big Paulie's meticulous records, they know was buried in plot 47B... 23 years ago and they've noticed a few of these the local cops haven't figured it out yet they've also been hearing these stories from the big cities that like the guy who whacked the guy who was buried in plot 47b well he's seen this guy who he whacked watching him even though he's been dead for a very long time hmm they're a little bit concerned They don't really know how to deal with it themselves, but there were these meddling kids. Hmm, I've got some some observations and some nuance to to, to apply. So so what I I think is nuance, I'm probably mistaken. Yeah, no, it's probably nuance. I mean, that was was basically the setup. It is the Mm. shades of the deal with the devil, because Mm. you get to save people from having horrible things happen to to them, but you're also helping out the local mob. I think it would be interesting, the observation, that this was done during the, the, the prime time for the, the, the plantation being expanded was like during the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And since that time, the actual mob going around murder, moitering people has fallen off shouting. <laughs> and, but they still have this business. And sure, they're doing illegal stuff. It's probably Bitcoin these days or something. But this is, this is like a previous generation's thing. And maybe when these, these these horrible events happen, they're happening to the grown-ups. The kids might be traumatized, witnessed awful things, but the children are somehow outside the notice of these, these, these dreadful spirits inhabiting cursed, haunted Christmas trees. Mm. I'm getting a very big kind of, not quite Freddy Krueger kind of thing. It's almost, it's almost the... the, the that the kids have a, have a certain level of immunity to what's going on because these are the sins of the parents kind of thing, but okay. the parents are the ones being more justly punished. And that way, Freddy Krueger was a bit of an asshole, amongst other things. But, you know, and the idea that, you know, they have, they have determined up to the limits of their, 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 
the mafia grasp on the supernatural, that these things are less aware or less sensitive to youngsters. And they know there's a problem, and they're determined to deal with this problem in the family before anybody notices that every single time one of these things occurs, the Christmas tree was bought from one of their stores. Because that's the sort of shit people notice eventually. It, it's starting to, it, it's, it's graduated to urban legend. And it's like, oh, weird shit happens around Christmas. Or this, 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 this sort of famous local crime personality was murdered by a, apparently being savagely beaten with... Sack of doorknobs. <laughs> with, a, with pine branches and having pine needles stuffed in their, in their, in their mouth. I was close. That kind of thing. And and they're, they're realizing like okay, this is clearly this 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 some eventually something is going the the, the revenge is going to turn on them. Maybe this is the, or, or maybe it's it's very specific. Maybe the 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 the, the crimes in question are, maybe this is boomer crime. This is shit that went down two generations it's ago. It's not just oh whoever happens to buy the tree. These are actually yeah. people who did some shit back in the day, and and at the very least, and, and so the the vengeance is being carried out on the following generation. So you're dealing with middle aged people who kind of like, oh yeah, 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 my dad, my my uncles, and so forth are all involved in something pretty shady. But you know, you know, we, we they made that we've we as a family we've made good and everything is okay now except for the murderous trees, but. You and nickels, and maybe, every time and I you, said that, I would have no nickels. But you maybe the, the, the following generations, or maybe maybe don't blame the boomers for this. I mean, there's plenty of middle-aged Gen X criminals. The the Zoomers, they they are because of the rules of the the, the, the supernatural game that's that's being played. They are actually exempt. They they get away scot free. Maybe there's there's this very specific cutoff line that your your great granddad did something unspeakable and it was concealed under the, the pine tree you're in the clear but your your aunts and uncles would really like you to help out <laughs> hmm. it, so i just i know that you are not the kind of person who would go yes this is a hard-edged gory game about middle schoolers being <laughs> murdered ganked by ghosts <laughs> uh i i figured that would be that would get you off the uh off the hook there, as it were. Yeah. Nice. So just to, just sort of try... I'm looking at... I'm, I'm just rounding out the edges for the setting and so mm. forth. And, you know... I mean, okay, so thinking... Thinking about the whole sins of the... You know, sins of the parents thing. The movie... The Stallone movie Copland comes unerringly to mind. Yeah? It's... Well, Stallone and uh, Ray, Ray Liotta and... and it's it's actually got quite a cast, mm-hmm. but the shtick behind it is that you've effectively got a sleepy little town, uh, sort of incorporated town. Yeah, it's it sort of works in an American municipal context. That you've got this sleepy little town with its own sheriff that has an enormous number of the cops of the city just across the river living there, mm. and and everyone's having a very normal time. Everyone's having a very normal time. A bunch of these cops live there, and the reason that they live there is that the mob essentially bought themselves a police force by building a town, selling the houses very, very cheaply to a bunch of cops. They effectively purchased the police force of the the, the big city. You could have some fun with that if, if there is this big secret lurking that is starting to come to the surface thanks to the murderous christmas tree ghosts i I think the murderous christmas tree ghost plantation is a pretty big secret oh it's it's a pretty big secret it's just sort of uh the the, the extra it's sort of the 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 extra goomba on the sunday where am i going with this aspect of you know if you're if you're going with the well yeah you've got the 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 sort of the murdered people yeah the 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 murdered people buried in the uh, christmas uh the christmas tree plantation but these attacks in the town aren't random, and here's why. Mm. Here is the mm. big secret that nobody talks about in Cedar Falls, or whatever they are. 
Cedar Falls is a pretty good name, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, that that has that has a nice a nice aspect to it. It's not just who got unlucky enough to get the um, the Christmas tree that happened to be planted over Shotgun Jimmy. Mm. It's that Shotgun Jimmy and all his friends are actually a little bit sick of being stuck under the ground in this fucking um, Christmas tree plantation and are actually seriously annoyed about the whole thing. Pitch for the name, Douglas Fear. Nice. Nice. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it's dreadful. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait, they, they, they've never stopped us before. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that presents a slightly different angle that, you know, that middle schoolers probably wouldn't figure out. I can understand that the middle schoolers getting out and like, ah, right. So the... It, actually, I think from the the, the 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 initial thing is what does the what does the the mob expect the kids to do? Because if they've figured out it's something that's ob- that's clearly supernatural, and has something to do with the trees, I'm sure they could probably get, to get a busload of priests to try to to consecrate the ground and 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 hopefully hold the um, the devil trees back. But what are the i mean unless they're they're discovering what's going on they're working they're working out what the, the where this is coming from i could see i could see plucky kids doing that part and you know as as what normally happens is that the plucky kids expose the injustice and the, the terrible thing that's going on and the the community deals with it because that is just and true and we want to teach kids that the world is not entirely rotten um spirals into despair sorry <laughs> that i could see that ha- that being a a, a wholesome Kids on bikes scenario. My thinking was, you know, if if you're going to go with the hey, we've got this problem that we think is 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 in your wheelhouse, that would have to be dropped into a longer running game because you you need that relationship to be there in order for that setup mm. to work. If if it is there, I mean, my thinking of it was that this is at least at the stage that they get um, brought in, this is still a small problem. This is. A handful of locations where it's happening, or it's happened, the the, the local mob mm. have figured out this is what's going on, that it's got it's got something to do with the trees, but they don't know what it's out of it, mm. it's not it's not the sort of problem that they're they're used to dealing with. But just a little while ago there were these kids who messed up one of their plans as part of a ghost hunting um, expedition where they actually found a ghost. Um, and, and maybe maybe honor demands maybe honor demands that they do something for the family to prove that you know they're trustworthy. They, they, yeah, they they, they have to do <laughs> maybe. Yeah, they have to do something partially because it's event, yeah like eventually somebody's going to figure out that they've got something to do with it. And as soon as anybody starts running um, ground penetrating radar around that uh, plantation, they are so it's screaming skeletons. Fucked. Under the under the tree roots, yeah, yeah. they they oh they <laughs> yeah, are just one, so screwed. Um, <laughs> yeah, one one of the trees gets blown blown over, and it's like oh oh goodness, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's just a shiny root. Just... It's got a pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trees sometimes like to feel pretty. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would be the setup for for that one. If you had if yeah if you had a game in play, yeah, I so. They know that the kids get spared, and they know that something weird is going on, and the kids figure out it comes back to the trees. So, right. So, the, that's the information they're putting together. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Alternatively, you could do one of, you know, if you wanted to, to flip it around a bit, you have them as, you are the mobsters. You are a bunch of mobsters. You're, 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 you're small time. Like you, are not, you are not the Chicago mob. You are not, and it will never be, Al Capone. You are big fish in a very small pond, and that pond is starting to bite people. Hmm. And so, yeah, that sort of gives you the opportunity of having people who are fantastically out of their depth trying to deal with this situation of murder ghosts in trees. Their skill set is not prepared for um, this particular set of circumstances yeah. Yeah. which then gets you to the hilarious situation of hey father I got an offer you can't refuse need you to bless 47 hectares of forest like now yeah how's your exorcism kit chop chop yeah <laughs> right, that one feels like a comedy game <laughs> so, yeah so so father I would like to confess my sins well we can arrange that 
I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to confess my sins next to eighty separate trees in a forest. <laughs> yeah. That's very okay. specific. They're very specific sins. <laughs> yes. Also, when a, when a couple of um, water cooler jugs of, whole, <laughs> of, of blessed water with us at the time. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, just the... Yeah. T- trying to... Uh, yeah. Exactly what area does the... Um, does the, the, the sanctity of, and, and privacy of, con, of a confession cover? Is it 10 feet per level of priest? Amazing on the details. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Cool, cool. Ah, yeah, okay. I, I think I'm seeing it. There's a lot of. The idea of the Alfredo's amateur body farm. <laughs> it's like, ooh, there's a thing. That would be, a, uh, that would be also a, a, a fun sideline. It's like, yeah, the CIA body farm. Has more bodies than expected <laughs> turning up in its uh, things. Like, yes, this is why we number them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, how many number 17 do we have? 33. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, maybe writing it in Sharpie was a bad move. Oh, yeah, think! <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, that is a hilarious notion. I mean, it doesn't fit the, the, the prompt at all, but just the idea no, of no, a body was... farm just winding up with extra bodies. Because for a while, nobody's going to notice. Well, no one's going to no one's going to comment on the smell, and the uh, they're like, oh, that's just another body in the body farm. Yes, it's like I think it was uh, there's a brother cad fail. One corpse too many. Yes, too many kind of thing. It's like, ah, right. yeah. The problem with crypts, it's like oh, hmm. people don't often go there, and. Uh, May, may neglect to count, depending. Yes. Yeah, you have executed everybody who was in this um, this fortress. The trouble is there's one extra body, and we don't know who it is. Hmm. Cool. All right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Hmm. Interesting. A, a good take on the... I mean, we don't often have a, a festive angle come up organically, as it hmm. were. Um. But this one just spoke Christmassy to me and suggests that I need therapy. Ah, uh, <laughs> or have to have better Christmases? <laughs> I mean, the last few Christmases have been a bit quiet. Yeah, not in a bad way, though. I, I, I should point out that um, one of the interesting things about the the UK approach to Christmas is that many pubs are open for a couple of hours at the midday on Christmas Day. I'm told mm. this is so that you can put the roast meal on, bugger off to the pub for a couple of hours, and come back when it's cooked. Okay. Not sure whether it's true, but it's a lovely idea, and it gets people out of the house and into a pub. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, socialization's probably not a bad thing. I, I hope the firefighters aren't particularly busy during that time. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Yes, be it's another gravy fire. It's every year. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That's yeah, it's, it's good, yes. I, I'm, I'm glad you didn't just say that. You've got a lot of digging done, in fact. Yeah. Oh, that would have been awkward. That, not what I wanted to hear. All right. Any further comments on telepathic murder ghosts coming out of the trees? I th- I think we're good on this one. Right, cool. So, we'll look forward to, to any contributions coming from our audience. Suggestions of how we can make our... I don't think our ghosts were... Interesting, our ghosts were ghosts of trees or ghosts under trees. The ghosts seem to have a very tree-centric relationship, so... Interesting. I'm sure there's plenty of space around the trees for people to come up with stuff. Mm. So yeah, so any ideas that our audience would care to share, we will we will discuss next time, I am sure. But our main topic of discussion next time comes to us from the fertile brain of Thunderstep and reads Flip the Mythos. Hurrah. So we will figure out on flipping mythology? Indeed. I mean, whether that's just like somebody standing on the top of a hill, giving the finger <laughs> to the uh, to 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 Great Cthulhu as he emerges from the fog. I'm not sure. I'm assuming not, because that seems like a short game and a very squishy ending. Yes, yes, it does. And so, with next episode's triumphant and portentous topic figured out, that only leaves us with the formality of the poll for the episode after next episode 139 and as usual we have some contenders so 
Crowd favourite, though apparently not favourite enough to actually get picked malevolent immediacy. Not as, as, as immediate as we thought. Interesting. Also, there is Power Drift. Hot on its heels, in a fairly cool and unpopular way. Uh, way. X kills Y. And the new addition to the roster, the Maltese Falcon Gun, a famous weapon that was once owned by the King of the Popes. Impressive. Every word of that sentence was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, enjoy selecting from this fine selection of things to select, selectively. I I got nothing here. I'm trying to come up with something. I've I've, I've got nothing. Indeed. Another nailed-it ending for the big red couch. Thanks, everybody, and stay away from terrible, vengeful murderous trees and enjoy some regular pleasant safe trees provided that you can tell the difference best be safe stay inside bye everybody (laughs) good night want to hear more of our shenanigans then go to hoarde.net and click on the button that looks like a couch the big red couch is released under attribution non-commercial share alike 3.0 unported from creativecommons.org all music on the show comes from the album universal fluff theory by krakatoa visit them at krakatoa.com or follow the link from our page see you next time